This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Insiders Podcast, presented by Commerce Bank, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Insiders Podcast, brought to you by Commerce Bank. Commerce is where Matt Walters calls home. Well, that in his actual home. If he's allowed to go home. We don't know these things. Tim Fitzgerald, Matt Walters. Got two jobs, work long hours. K-State Sports <laughs> Network from Learfield IMG College. Sponsored by Nike. Sponsored by, I don't know. Kellis Robinette of the Wichita Eagle, Kansas City Star. And the guy you will see hitchhiking tomorrow somewhere between Dallas and Baylor. No you mean cars Dallas and Waco? Yeah, whatever. I don't like to see Waco. <laughs> and Catfish, Brian Black. Dun, oh, the Manhattan Mercury, by the way. Oh, the Manhattan Mercury. How's the new guy working out? Let's talk about it right here on the podcast. Well, he actually just retweeted my most recent story. So he's good. Like he's, he's, you know, he's kissing butt. Nose to the grindstone. Covered, covered state swimming on Saturday. Went over to Yikes. Topeka. Going to be covering two state wrestling tournaments this week. Yikes. You're reminding me why I got out of the newspaper business. My <laughs> <laughs> over in Salina, though, that's your, I mean, that's your, like, you know, that's oh, yeah. they're hosting no, the, look. the first ever Kansas high school girls wrestling championships. Yep. Yep. I remember. So it's a pretty significant, uh, you know, week for you guys. Typing in high school wrestling agate oh, on yeah. deadline, and that was when the, I had the moment, I, I can't, no. I mean, just. I'm not a good typist anyhow. I think probably the only thing worse than that would be the track and field agate. Because the only thing would be more events than the wrestling weight classes. We're covering the city commission meeting. Well, I, I'm just talking about sports. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Right. Back, back in my small newspaper days, we had to make it clear if people wanted track or wrestling agate or whatever, they had to send it to us digitally because we weren't going to. Yeah, the type it up. Do everything. Yeah, show off. We, I'm pre-digital. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'm, I was I was glad when we got pagination. I go back to cut and paste. I design it, chuck and back would <laughs> cut it out, wax it, and put it on the page. Oh, those were the good old days. Yeah. Have you ever actually used like the printing press? No, I'm. Uh, I did not ever have to arrange the letters okay. of my story onto the printing press. Can you imagine? It was that? just after that. Close. Yeah, I'm a bad. Missed it by one day. Wow. Yeah, they just got rid of it. But I showed up. My horse and buggy dropped me off. Uh, I'm a bad typist, but I'm not a nine and eighteen bad typist. Mm. More like a, I don't know. 13 and 14, bad typist. But before we dive into K-State basketball, let's take care of this. We're sponsored by Commerce. Which is full, or I should say life is full of moments, big and small. Commerce Bank has the technology and the people to help with whatever financial challenges come your way. Commerce Bank, challenge accepted. I want your thoughts on this, guys. Um, Through this season, this team has underperformed. 
but I saw effort at times, even in sometimes a double-digit loss. You go back to the Tech game with the you know whole situation with Cardi and Coach Weber. That was still a com- that was a competitive game, and that's probably why it got so heated because the possessions were so valued at the end of that. That kept it to what six points or whatever it was. Saturday against Texas was the first time I thought this team's in trouble of just surrendering the fight. Seventy to fifty-nine does not depict what kind of game this was. K State trailed at home to a rather mediocre, wrong side of the bubble Texas team by nineteen points at halftime. It was the first time this season that I legitimately said, this team's in big trouble of just folding the tent. And that's when things are bad. Thoughts? I don't think effort is really going to be an issue. I think, I think they'll keep playing. It, if anything, it just continued to highlight to me how poor this team can play, especially when you take a starter out of the mix like Montavious. And, I mean, I'm not saying he would have won the game by any means. But you're but right. It's fragile. There's just uh, – I mean, if you go back and – break down that game they turn the ball over basically one every four possessions mm. they can't make the ball they can't shoot it from the free throw line they can't shoot it from the three-point line uh really the only success they had was xavier sneed making a few shots and mac making some garbage time shots late but there's there's just no offense here so when another team comes in and gets hot oh, i mean man. you might as well just fold up the the tent or whatever and they're not going to win you know, we talk about offense a lot, and certainly scoring 23 points, Matt, is a problem in the first half. But giving up 42 for Kansas State, no matter how good their offense is, you didn't see the big three, that era, giving up 42 points in the first half and just expecting to score 80-plus to win. This program isn't built around 42 points surrendered in the first half, is it? Texas only scores 60 a game in Big 12 play this year, too. Yep. And, and they're beaten up. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had three of their top four guys out. Um, Kansas State is, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> can I say Groundhog Day again? Um, can we reference one of the other nope. like movies where you have to live the day over and over? I think what, Groundhog Day gets too much. What what other movies are there? Yeah, what other ones are Well, uh, I could name a few for you. There's one on Netflix starring uh, one of the Wayan brothers called Naked, where he wakes up naked every day and has to uh, nope. solve his problems. It's no, don't a say complete anything. rip-off. There's another one that's on Disney no. called uh, Christmas Every Day. A guy lives Christmas every single okay. day until he... All right, so Christmas Every Day. I'm going with that one. Don't <laughs> say a thing. Hey. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be a little honest. This is a little bit off, a little bit off topic. I, I, how I looked at Saturday's game was a little different, just because I had the good fortune to work behind the scenes for CBS. Worked in one of their trucks. That was cool. Oh. Some stat work. Okay. So you're, I, you're in a truck. Yeah, I was in a truck. Okay. And it was. I'll be honest. It was sensory overload early on because there's just there's so much going on and i wish people could see i'd love that the behind the scenes stuff that happens and takes place to put a broadcast of that caliber on there whether it's cbs or espn same type thing um but you can't just hit 20 field goals and turn it over 17 times you're shooting 50 percent from the foul line which that could have maybe kept you a little bit in the game and Next year, K-State's going to have better offense, you would think. It's just – it Maybe. is what it is. I mean, there's – if K-State beats 
Baylor or KU or whomever else in the regular season and then gets a win or two in Kansas City, great. But this is what it is. And I know. There's, there's not <laughs> – There's no solutions. I'm not going to say I'm not going to talk for the next 20 minutes. There's just not a lot else left to say. Well, Bruce Weber was right. The game was 26-20 in the first half. K-State was showing signs. And then David Sloan, who I've – you know, pushed to be on the court, had a couple horrible turnovers. I mean, if the game was 26-20 at that point, I don't even remember what time it was, they were outscored 16-3 to from that point on. I mean, it just collapsed in the last moments of that first half as but Texas K-State, pulled away. But what was K-State scoring drought at the end of the first half? Yeah, I don't know. Seven-plus minutes. And that's why I, I wish that Sloan would have been put in at the point much earlier in the season. So he wouldn't be so raw. You work through some of the kinks and the issues and the difficulties and go. I agree. I, in, in hindsight now, and that's always much more clear, I, I think Bruce Weber would agree he should have suffered through some of the defensive issues so that he'd be better prepared now. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't agree. Maybe that's just the line he will not cross. If you don't play defense, you don't play. Or you don't play the right defense, you don't play, which was the case and why he wasn't seeing the court. But, boy, a little more experience out there certainly would go a long ways. Can I say something else, Catfish? I know you, you two are making eye contact, which means you were about to talk. I'm, I'm ready. I know. <laughs> stay, I haven't said stay, anything yet. Stay locked and loaded, please. Yeah, yeah, we could use it. So we're, what I was going to throw in is um, – you have critical freshmen in Montavious who didn't play Saturday, Dejuan and Antonio. Do you think those guys are still being told where to get, where to be on the court offensively? I do. So what's the problem then with Sloan defensively? You're living with the same. Yeah. You got to be here. You got same thing. Although I will just say I think Coach Weber tells his seniors at times where to go. <laughs> And I think it's just too – I don't know why it's that way. If you have to micromanage your team on every offensive possession. He, he was yelling at Mac where to screen and what to do every single possession last game. See? I, Man, I, I don't get it. I don't, if, is it that really that complex? Sorry, Catfish. Go. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say, first off, you know, I saw some of the uh, Texas beat riders. A couple of them said that was maybe the best half. They had played any game all season. Now, K-State's the penicillin of basketball right now. (laughs) That being said, I'm just saying I want to get it out of the way first. Are are we in agreement that was the worst loss of the season? I mean, the 11 point wasn't the worst margin of defeat, but it was not. I mean, again, this game. It wasn't competitive. Yeah, the the final score is not indicative of how lopsided it was in Texas. I'm just asking. Bradley would be the only other game. I was going to say more than Bradley? I think so. Because, I mean, Texas. You got housed by a Missouri Valley team. Yeah, but this one was at home, too. They were favored by five but going into this that game. That was a neutral court. No, I meant But that was still Texas. so early in That's the season. That's why it was so bad. Texas and, was in Bramlage. Well, yeah, and I'm saying that, that one was still so early in the season, we really didn't know. If Texas is one, Bradley's two. Okay. I, but Brad, Bradley's at least a – I think they're a top 100 Ken Palm. I mean, they're not dreadful. But on top of that – It's better than K-State right now. I mean, Texas was down two starters. Uh, and on – you know, and then further – you know, Texas came in having lost four of his last five, and now they've got all this conjecture about was well, is Shaka Smart, you know, a dead man walking. And so I just think when you put all those things together, like I do think that to me makes it far and away the worst loss of the season. I guess, like I said, Bradley, depending on how you want to uh, judge, okay, they're not a power six, because I guess that's now what's called, because you count the Big East for basketball, but 
a Power Six conference, and maybe that one was worse. But I, I would put this one down just because of all the other circumstances surrounding it. Hmm. I don't disagree, but I mean, the uh, the other thing I think that makes it worse wow. is like the Bradley game. I don't know. You could. I feel like at that time you could kind of throw it out the window as well. They just had a big yeah. game. If yeah. Well, yeah, remember they really just they were coming off the, the, the just the agonizing loss to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they were one, ha- unhappy yeah, one, not to be in the championship game. Right. One day earlier, and Bradley played pretty good. I could let that one go. But that's what I'm saying. The, I, the I worst just, thing about this one is it just like it seems like the longer the season goes on, the the worse the freshmen look. Yeah. The worse everybody looks. It's with like, the exception of Antonio Gordon putting up really nice numbers at Tech. They've definitely kind of run out of gas here. But now I, I bring this topic up. Montavious Murphy misses this game, and I'm beginning to wonder if Monty isn't one of those players that you kind of notice when he misses a shot or you know does something, but he might be one of those glue guys that just kind of makes you better by being out there. He, he rebounds enough. He defends enough. I think he's, his upside is enormous. I think he could get really good, particularly if he works on his shot. But you need those guys that just kind of, Fill the role that needs to be filled at the moment, and maybe they really missed him more than they missed other guys when they've been out. I don't know. I worry a good about point. his health. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's his freshman year. I, again, I get it. It's not like he's going to be. He's not James Love or Nigel Shad injured, but um, that's the thing I would keep an eye on. <laughs> well, you anytime. like that? You like well, that? I just, I just like the. I keep thinking Nigel about, Shad is not injured. I'll just say that. Well, I, I just not playing. Well, it just made me think of right the thing with, with him being <laughs> the, the thing right. about him being on the Fair video enough. board the other day, and and I mean, of course, Kellis, I was thinking on the same lines as you that like, well, you know, with him being up there, Shad, we're talking about is you know what superpower would he he want? Then of course, invisibility was listed as one of them. As Kellis said, I mean, he's already invisible. Yeah. So he I mean, he already great. has that power. If he's already uh, I was, that, I was, so why would he pick I that? was devastated. No one else apparently knew what Ultra Instinct was because like, apparently none of you guys have ever looked looked at any Nerd. Japanese cartoons. Nerd. Nerd. It's a, it's a it's a darn shame. By the way, that is a sweet shirt you've got, Kellis. I wish the Mercury had t- shirts like that. This is the one shirt they've ever given me, and it's half sleeves. The guy from Georgia <laughs> talking about. What was this from? Japanese anime. Okay, thank you. Yeah, but, but hey, and, and I even told I even a, told Greg Woods, who who works with me about this. I I feel like in a way you put the Dragon Ball franchise separate from all these other animes because like you just think the guys there are certain no 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 where hold are on, we let, going let, here? Let, let let me finish. You guys have talked a lot. Let me say something. Gosh, save it for your rant. Well, but this isn't a rant. It may turn it's, into it's one, but it's not like supposed it. to be a rant. My point is, let's just think, guys. There are just certain things, right? That. Um, Sometimes they're just so big that they kind of transcend, like, what they're in. Like, even if you're not a Beatles fan, you probably can name one or two songs. And so my point is about with Dragon Ball, that whole series, even if you don't know any other anime, you probably have at least heard of it. Because it's extremely popular with athletes. Okay. Good for them. Ultra Instinct. Yes. Can Next, we, can we turn his mic off for the rest of the show? Well, I, no. I'm telling no. you, I'm telling you, when when people listen to this podcast and you're you're very cultured ones who actually it. take a look outside of America for I got, stuff. I got two words for you. I eat at Olive Garden once a year. There you go. See, you got yeah. Some culture. Shut it. <sighs> I ultra instinct. Next. <laughs> that, was, that was the whole podcast right there. Uh, I I don't know what to say at this point. I mean, there's just tough week. There's just no but. Oh my god! Oh my! There's just no buttons to be pushed. It is an actual survival. Back to Monty being injured. uh, I do worry about that knee. Mm -hmm. It can get chronic. It can get 
you know, permanent. They better unwind that, figure out, get Doc McAtee in there and figure out what's going on with that knee and get it solved. Um, I, he, like all these freshmen, have to put on a lot of muscle mass in this offseason. For multiple reasons, you know, be strong enough within the course of a game, but also to withstand the beating you take in this conference, and you take a beating. I was sitting down there on the baseline. We get to see this game gets physical and stuff that's not called. I mean, it's, no, we're not talking about hard fouls. We're just talking about going after rebounds and sometimes getting going up for a shot. Man, it's you got to be tough, and your body's going to get worn out as the season goes on. And you, some ways you have to learn to play through it, which is hard lesson for a freshman. In other ways, you better prepare yourself in the off season. They each need to add about fifteen, yep. and a couple of them probably around twenty to twenty-five, and and find a jump shot. <laughs> Just stole that right out of my mouth. They on better top go of everything else. They better uh, work on their shot a little bit, and not and not. And not just standing outside the three-point line and shooting basket after basket. That's not where most of your shots come in the course of the game. You learn to shoot from the free throw line in 15 feet. 15 and in. Yep. I think that's really kind of lost in this generation. I mean, the three-point, you get into analytics and they say you should take three-pointers and all that stuff, which I think is Three-pointers and dunks. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's kind of damaging the game. But guys aren't learning to shoot young enough. They're they're just wanting to shoot three-pointers and dunk. And we're seeing with this team, they certainly don't want to spend time on the driveway or in the gym or with their buddies. Having I remember having free throw contests, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I, I bet to outside of a practice, that never happens or very rarely happens. Let's have a free throw contest. Uh, the, the way this team shoots free throws is absolutely inexcusable. Because uh, you are a Division One basketball player, even if you're not a pure shooter, you got to know. And any big time those. conference, not just, just yeah. Division One. I, mean. I just it's this is these are inexcusable numbers for high school. And there is no people keep asking Bruce Harper, how do you solve it? Damn it, this is not a coach thing yeah, at this point. Yeah, this is a player that. thing. If, if you as a player can't take it upon yourself to make a free throw, to make what, – what are they shooting, like 59% from the line this year? Which is really hard to do. I mean, take some pride. That, I, I don't see how that ends up on the coach. I will say this, that Saturday – But it shows how poor they are just offensively. They can't shoot they're, – they're the, they're the only team in Big 12 play that shoots under 30% from three-point range. Whether it's Shaka Smart or it's um, Bruce Weber, whomever it is, whatever conference, be Missouri Valley, can be whatever. Whether you're making six figures or seven figures, if you don't think that this is wearing on Bruce Weber and it is oh, I'm worried incredibly about it. difficult to handle. <laughs> There's never been a – his worst season. Sa- Saturday was the worst I've seen. I agree. Coach. It, his worst season win-wise is 15. They might not get 10 this year. And it might end up being the worst season in Kansas State basketball history, which is, I mean, emphasizes how good they were for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you got to go back to mid forties to find the last time K State lost twenty games. And they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna do it to exceed. Do they hit double digit wins? Do they get to ten wins? I don't see it right now, guys. Yeah, I'll you say it. Yes. They lose out. They'll beat Iowa State at home. I think they'll beat Iowa State. That'll. I kind of think they'll. Win the first game of the Big Twelve tournament. Okay, that'll be their win. Who else is? You have Baylor, KU, Oklahoma State. Thank you. 
at home. They won't win any of those, but maybe I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At, that's, I'm sorry. That's at Stillwater because the yeah, Oklahoma State won here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Running out of and Oklahoma State's playing better. Oklahoma State's playing better. I mean, they could beat KU you. tonight. I wouldn't uh, fall over dead. You know what? I that that to me is the is the most discouraging thing about all this is like all these other teams that two or three weeks ago looked dead in the water have all figured out a way to win some games. Iowa State won right. once without Halliburton. Texas loses guys. They wins won back two. To back. TCU's won some games. Oklahoma State all of a sudden's looking like well, the fifth best team in the league. I'm going to say it right now, Mike Boynton. Unless they really get roaring next year with a recruiting class that's off the charts, uh, is the worst kind of coach to have. He's likable beyond belief. The fans love him. Heck, I like him. He goes out and wins some big games. They they look like they're going to get over the hump every season, and then they end up with the records they end up with. They're just not that good. Well, and he seems easy to deal with and doesn't oh, yeah. dodge questions. No, he's awesome. Doesn't get pissy about it like some coaches do. They've got to be good next year, though, with that recruiting class coming in. You'd think so. I mean, people talk about the class Bruce has got coming in, but... No, yes, they haven't got anybody on the caliber. Yeah, what Oklahoma State. That's the scariest thing about, like, next year, everybody says, oh, next year, next year, we got this great class coming in. It's still ranked sixth in the Big 12. I mean, that's the... If you really want to get scared about anything, I know, it's interesting. You look down the bench, you see all those young guys on a bench that you kind of wonder what role they're filling and some of the guys just <clears throat> are starting their climb and now Eric Pastrana who was on Frank Martin's staff is one of those young guys you didn't know what he was doing is now an assistant coach at Oklahoma State in recruiting so it's kind of fun to see that well that's the first half of the Insiders podcast we have the rant next half oh, we, we've got stuff in the second half there's going to be some serious stuff stay locked in the Power Cat podcast we'll be right back Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. Welcome back to the PowerCat Insiders podcast from the WTC gig-powered studios here in downtown Manhattan. We're sort of downtown. We're kind of on downtown. the fringe of downtown. On the periphery. Yeah, they, they wouldn't really allow us into the main part. But you used to be downtown, what? right? Like the old office was. Used to te- be Aggieville. Aggieville. Oh, oh Close. Dadgummit. Aggieville. <laughs> See, I didn't even know where you guys used to. This is the only place I've ever known you to be at. See, I didn't even know where. I think you guys had just moved before I got here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we've been Do here. Do you know where Aggieville is? Yes, I know where Aggieville is. Thank <laughs> you. We were there for 16 <laughs> years in Aggieville. Is? <laughs> it's up the street. He doesn't. I was president of the Aggieville Business Association, and I was closely tied really? to Fake Patty's Day. So you were, what? You were what? The president of the You're business lying. No, for a lot of years I was. That's 
That's not true. I was VP. That's not true. <laughs> I was secretary treasurer. Do you get? I just want to just. That's just, amazing because nobody really wanted to be associated with me being uh, president. No, I, I wasn't a bar owner. So with Fake Patty's Day going on, they wanted someone that wasn't profiting directly from Fake hmm, Patty's Day to I be see. the front guy. So which two of the three were false? Kellis and me. Yeah. I could have guessed. Wait, wait, no, wait. I okay. Honestly, I would have been wrong because I would have thought you would have been like the secretary treasurer or whatever made up title you just said. Callus doesn't do anything except with his kids, and then <laughs> you know uh, plays golf. Well, and, uh, yeah, I guess I drink beer. Come on, we're gonna have the rant right out of the shooter. No, no, we can't. We can't do that. No, nope. we, we've got it. The listeners are tuned in for that. Coming up later in this segment is the rant I, well, from Catfish. Stay tuned. Yeah. I do want to mention, because we didn't say it real quick, is that, like you said, with these other teams kind of finding a little bit of a rhythm, is that, yeah, with Oklahoma State's win Saturday, K-State's now two games behind. Oh, man. Ninth place. Two full games. Here's my question They've for clinched you. last. They've yeah, no, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just saying that's how, you know, it started to even, the, the gap is starting to widen. Yeah, it was appalling they were picked for ninth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they were picked ninth. Yes or no? Ready? Yes. yes. KU does not reach the Final Four. Fitz? No. So it's a yes or no whether I think they will? No. no. Yeah, I think they make it. Yeah, and in all fairness, I have no argument for what I picked, and I can't deflect what he picked, what Kellis picked, because college basketball is weird this season. I feel better about Baylor making it than KU. In some ways, I, I agree with that. I think they're kind of built for the run that you got to make. The underscoring why this is such a weird year in college basketball is we saw three of the four top-ranked teams all lose on Saturday, the first time that's happened in, I guess, in 30 years. And San Diego State lost at home to UNLV, mm-hmm. one of the nine wins K-State owns. <laughs> and the road game. Yeah. And you, I watched a good chunk of that game. UNLV lit it up. They played really well. That I game. mean, Fitz was there. I, I mean, so. not really there for the basketball, but he was there. I did cover the basketball. Yeah. I'm jealous, by the way. I skip one game all season and let you do it, and they win. Every I've been to 12 others. They've lost them all. I think we're zeroing in on the problem right here. <laughs> I'm the mm. bad luck guy. No, I, mean, I have covered oh. virtually every win. I oh. think I might have. Well, the have last, they won on the road other than that? No. In the last okay. two months, there's just three they, wins since the start of the. They haven't decade. won road. They haven't won neutral. Oh, I think I was ill one of the early games that they won against Pine Bluff or Arkansas Pine Bluff or something horrible. Alabama State was another one. I'm just going to throw it out there just because the men didn't beat Texas, but the women did. Good for them. That was a they nice won, win. They've won nine of their last 11 on the road, which is crazy. That is crazy. Wow. And that loss to TCU at home. Right. Man. The nail biter. Yeah, you had it, and it slipped away. I saw it's the first time in history they've beaten Texas and Austin in consecutive meetings there. Which I know, again, Texas isn't what they used to be, but that's still pretty impressive, I think. Big game with Iowa State Wednesday night. What's their record now? Uh, K-State's 13-12. and 12, Tied with Iowa State at 7-7 seven and seven in the Big 12. Iowa State lost. At home yesterday to Texas Tech, which was kind of mm. surprising. But Iowa State has been uh, kind of been K State's kryptonite yeah. here in the last few. Yeah, years. Yeah, I don't think they've ever. That's what I was telling Tyler. Uh, I don't think they've ever beaten Iowa State since I've been here. I think they've lost at least like four or five straight. Is Arnie Green still the coach at Iowa State? Is that really his name? No, he looks just like him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With a mustache. He has a mustache. I thought about yeah. that. Oh. Arnie Green. 
Bill Finley's been there a quarter of a century. It's amazing. He's a heck of a coach. He is. I honestly would love to come up with the golden solution. There just isn't right now. They just have to try to be competitive and stay healthy in a week in which they play at Baylor and play Kansas on a day that they had to make up to schedule the game. They don't. This is not a day. There's not a 29th of February. They just made it up. They just made it up so they could put the game on. Guys. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Guys, they, they could really get thumped this week. If they put in an effort defensively like they did on Saturday, wow. It's going to be bad. You know, I actually think they'll cover the spread in Waco tomorrow. I think Baylor will have a letdown. I think they play. I don't think they win. I think they play okay in Waco, but I think KU. If they win, Kellis, that's like one of the biggest upsets of the college basketball season. That's not going to happen. If they win, they won't win. What is the spread? It might not be out yet. I bet it is. But I bet KU covers the spread here. I don't like K State's chances at all on that one. I just that that's going to be such such a strange game Saturday. I'm with everything that crowd. Took, with everything that took place in Lawrence, you add in the fact that there are a lot of tickets still to be purchased, and they'll end up in red and blue hands probably. Uh, I just think it's a going to be a strange. It's going to feel more like the Wolder Jazzberry era than any other time. This season hasn't really oh. felt that way, but when there are four or five thousand KU fans in Bramage. It will feel that way because that was what happened every time. Ugh. You really had to go back to those times. Well, this season is exceeding those. It does, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't because there's been so much good tied to this. You feel like this is an aberration, not the norm. I mean, the Asbury days. The worst, like, best cor- hire like in college basketball history. Sorry. I always say it's the worst best hire in college basketball history. If you recall those days, K State won a, a bidding war with Iowa State to hire Tom Asbury. He was the hot name coming out of Pepperdine. Everyone wanted him. K State got him. We had and, Teal inside of Bramlage back then. Oh, too. it was so sweet. And Iowa State had to settle on Tim Floyd. That was how they settled. Oh. Yeah. Man. Mm hmm. So you just never know when thing how things are going to work out, and it set in motion everything. And then they went off to hire one coach and came back with Jim Waldridge, who was Mike Boynton, nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved him. He was the antithesis of Tom Asbury. It's funny how that is the most predictable way to, to try to figure out who they're going to hire, who isn't the guy we just got rid of. I mean, you look at Frank Martin to Bruce, you look at every hire at KU, it's been, you know, one type of guy and then another type of guy and then back to the other type of guy and just on down the line. ADs do that. But, Uh-oh. hold on, I'm sure, what's, <laughs> I, what, wait, what's the difference? I mean, like, I don't know, like, Williams and Self both seem very folksy to me. What's the big difference between oh, them? But well, that, they didn't fire Williams. Yeah, that was. Oh, a, oh, yeah, oh, was oh, a, oh! You meant oh when they, they fire a coach? Oh okay. yeah, when when you're okay. When, when you're well, just, fire one coach, you don't okay. want to bring in the same guy. Yeah, yeah when okay. you're just yeah. passing it off to okay. another guy. When a coach just, leaves for North Carolina. I think you're staying the course. Okay, I, I guess um, I didn't think I didn't think about that. You're on the same page now. Okay, I just well, but they didn't fire Martin either, right? I mean, he he left to go to South Carolina. He was yeah, but fired. Curry would have. I mean, if he wanted to fire him, he it felt like. He, well, he wasn't going to hire anything like Frank Martin. Uh, John Curry was not going to hire an alpha. 
in any way. Ah. He fired a bat, ran off a women's basketball coach who was an alpha. Right. You're on the same page now? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, I, I, I didn't take into account what you guys are saying when you get, you know, when someone either you get rid of them or. You have get a tendency pushed. to hire the opposite. Yeah. No, that, that's it true. Is. That's always usually what happens. Just about any, you know, whether it's I mean, basketball, football, whatever, you, or baseball. I mean, you, you try to actually go the opposite of the person you just got rid of. Mm-hmm. Bruce has kind of done that with recruits. He brought in uh, when he cast off all those guys a few years ago. Camberry and Dean were diff- quite a bit different than Marcus and those other knuckleheads. And now he's looking at these guys who can't shoot worth a lick. And so next year he's going out and getting a bunch of shooters. So I'll believe it when I'll believe it when I see it. Like shooters, I'll believe it when I see it. I haven't seen K State have a shooter since I've been here. That's a uh, running Luke, uh, whatever Kasubke. Is that yeah. Kasubke. Yeah. He. He should be. I think it's just Luke. You're thinking of Luca Doncic. You're just kind of merging all Shut these names. It. Okay, it, I'm going to just bring this up. Okay, I think it needs to be Do discussed. It. Put it out there. Any Let chance. our listeners know what's on your mind. Any chance K State makes a move on the coach? No. <laughs> That's We're, what I on, say. On Bruce Weber? Yeah. That's no. what I say. It's out. It's out there in the fan base right now. I don't think it, there's a chance in hell. Uh, uh, For two reasons. First of all, you have the credit in your back pocket. Of the Big 12 championships, the Elite Eight, you, you you can't just set that aside. You know what the upper end of this is. It's not like Tom Asbury, the upper end, was flirting with an NIT berth, right? But a lot of fans are beginning to say it's time to make a move. The other reason you just can't do it is the roster. Guys, what would happen to the roster if you tried to make a move right now? I don't think fans think about that. It would be a disaster. Uh, again, I, I just think the only way that would have been – even possible, even slightly possible, is if all the stuff we've talked about this year, if they hadn't at least been competitive. If like they had had all these losses where they just you could see they'd given up and they were losing every game by twenty or twenty five. Two and nine in games decided by seven or less. Yeah. I, so I'm just I'm just saying like if, if they had had again good drop friction. Yeah. If nice. they had just had dynamite drop in. You moment. know. <laughs> if let's just say if again twelve of the eighteen losses so far had been by like fifteen or more. Okay, then you're maybe like, well, maybe he's actually just lost the team, lost the squad, and they've given up. But I, I just, I don't, I think that's the only way that you could get rid of a coach. You know, again, because I'll just, you know, people are like, oh, Ryan's going to bring up an SEC football thing. Well, yes, I'm going to bring up an SEC football thing. <laughs> Auburn got rid of, of Gene Chizik two years after they won a national championship, but that's because they got completely thoroughly embarrassed throughout 2012, gave up 66, I believe, to, um, you know, Johnny football and his Heisman winning season, and then their two biggest, two biggest oh, games, two, two biggest games. Let me finish. Two biggest games, back to back against uh, Georgia and Alabama at home. They got beat. I want to say the final score was a combined seventy to zero. So those were very extenuating circumstances. And so I'm saying that would be the basketball equivalent of again getting getting regularly beat by twenty plus. And I just I don't think that they're. At well, that. I'm going to go out on a limb right here and say this. K State will not get beat Saturday, seventy to zero. Yeah, well, that would be. If so, it might be. Tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but to answer your question, Fitz, I would say this: uh, when they beat Oklahoma seven games ago, before they won on a seven-game losing oh streak, had you asked me this question, is there any chance that they consider firing Bruce? And said, "No, come on, no way, no." Nope. Yeah. Get out of here. I don't even want to talk to you. Right. And I still don't think it'll happen. I but don't. now, at least the faintest thought of in my mind is there i mean i think it's a bad idea because of the recruits they have coming in i don't see that there would be a better option right now i want to preface this statement by saying 
I don't believe this will happen um, because people like to take snippets now and run with it. I, I think there's a better chance the frustration with Bruce, he just says, you know what, I'm going to go coach for USA Basketball or something. This I'm done with this. He gets used to retiring. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think that will happen. But he will not. You mean Gene after Taylor, this season? Retire after this season? Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a guy who will go out like this. I don't know. I would agree with that. It's one year. It's a bad year. I get it. Well, but the thing you got to—the thing you got to take into account is that he, his whole career, while this is the worst season he's ever had, it's been up, down, right. up, down. He's this will be his twenty-second season coaching. He's only made the NCAA tournament thirteen times. It's not like he's just been this level, always pretty steady kind of guy. Which at he, the end of the day a, is what bothers me. Yeah. Well, but how but many, dude, at how this many point, dudes make it eighteen straight years? No, not, not many. Not many. Not many. That's and and that's that's the argument. And anymore, I mean, I think we all probably underestimate or overestimate, however you want to look at it, how difficult it is to replace what they lost. I think we all probably came into the season thinking, ah, well, you know, they got Xavier back, they got Cardi back, they'll be okay. You know, well, one guy, it's you know, probably harder than we thought. It you was. know, one guy who did that pretty regularly, and it ties into the beginning of the show, Rick Barnes. Do you think Texas wishes they still had Rick Barnes? Though? Well, they're kind of struggling right now. Yeah, Tennessee struggling. No, but oh, but they they lost a ton from last year's team. That, that's I guess and he the, took over an awful program that was you know the NCAA issues with Donnie. The Tindall. question you just got to ask with Bruce though, as I guess what you always got to ask is, do you see the high coming? You know, in four years are they going to be back on top of the Big Twelve? Are they going to be, be a contender for that? They, they 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 might be, and that that's why there's not going to be a move. But I will say, I mean, he he has done at this time last year. People wanted to like him. He was the most popular coach on campus. And he's done everything he can to destroy that. I mean, mm-hmm. and anyone now who comes out and says, I'm tired of him, I don't like him, I mean, what what are you supposed to say to that? I know. Well, I, I always think. preface any kind of speculation about a coaching thing is like with this. Well, who are you going to get? And who no, you think be get? careful what you wish for. Yeah, I mean, I, who would be the top of the list? I guess Yankovic, right? Maybe. No, probably not. But he'd be on the list. Well, it won't be Brad Underwood, I'll tell you that. That might well, be what people want. He ain't coming here. No, he's, he's – He'd be an idiot to leave plus, Illinois. I think we looked at it. It's a $6.3 million buyout. I mean, Oklahoma State is his 10. If Oklahoma State had an AD who'd about, who knew about more than golf, they would have kept him. I hope I never have to work with Mike Holden, but he's an idiot for letting Brad Underwood leave. No, I agree. I See, that's and I the apologize thing. to his family if he listens to this. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they do with their free time. I <clears> – <throat> I just look at this and I think, you know, there are actually some good young coaches out there, but you just never know. Getting back to Tom Asbury, you could get the guy and it blows up in your face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But also going back to the Rick Barnes and Texas thing, I say this. It's not the coaches who are failing at Texas. It's the job itself that are making coaches fail. Do I think Shock is a great coach? No. But I think the way that job is structured with the Longhorn Network it's just really hard to overcome all the distractions of Texas right now. And I and basketball's just down their list and it's just gonna be what it is. That that pregame crowd from their TCU game yeah. was the worst thing I've ever seen. Now people said oh. it filled in. Oh man. <coughs> wow. It did look like it filled in. I go back to the game. K-State played down there with Denny Clemente, and it was a great game. That place was empty at the start of the game and kind of full at halftime. And then 
by the end of the game, the place was packed. I'm like, where well, did these people come from? I mean, Kellis, you can speak to this better than us, right? Is it just because, like, just the traffic around there is so bad now? It's kind of like, like going to, like, a L.A. Dodgers game. Everyone shows up in the third inning and leaves in the seventh. Well, it's part of it, especially if it's a 6 p.m. game. Because, man, no the traffic there is awful around yeah. Austin. It's only gotten worse. It continues to get worse. All the people yeah, keep moving in there. No, it Ooh. is very bad traffic. Ugh. But they don't care much about basketball anyway. Nope. No, yeah, there you go. That's why their new arena, their building, is only going to be 10,000. That's smart. That's what almost every school should do. They When it comes to, like, what you say expansion the expansion should be by the opposite you should be making them smaller are they going to keep the Irwin center no they're bulldozing they are going to build a medical center there Mm. Uh, yeah medical school guess what time it is it's a rant time it's time for the catfish rant brought to you by something southern you know what was funny is I didn't actually really have a rant. What oh. I was going to do is I was going to I was going what I was going to do is I going to swerve on you guys. And I was going to say I want to use this time to just talk about how blessed and fortunate I feel to have the success in the APSC contest that I've had and the Mercury's had and as well as, as Kellis. We got award winners. Uh-huh. But it helps to it, remember to it, enter. Well, but I, but I'm, what I'm going to bring up now is because it's just got on my head about this Oklahoma State thing about basketball. I, I remember hearing. That maybe part of the reason that that uh, Underwood left was also because of like money. I know part of it maybe had to do with the holding stuff like that, but like that 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 there's no way that can be a legitimate excuse. To Oklahoma State. T Boone Pickens was still alive. You could just go and ask him for a blank check. Like there, there should never be anything that like Oklahoma State's complaining about money. Well, ever. Exactly. I agree, but it, clearly holding it is because look at the hire. He hired an assistant coach that everyone was left scratching their head yeah. over. And he's turned out to be a good hire, I think, or at least a decent hire. I mean, he's not they're not killing people down there. Brad left because he wasn't going to get the kind of security he wanted, and he got that at Illinois, and he's set up for life. You know? I, he's set up for life. It's, uh, it's Holder, by the way. Holder? Mike Holder? Holder? Holden? Holder? Who cares? I don't cover their team. I'm just helping you out. I'm sure they don't want me covering them now. But, but last thing, <laughs> I just will say also that that's a better job than people think, if only because oh. they have history. I know that I know Stillwater might be a hard place to recruit to a lot, but I mean, they've won two national championships. And, yes, I know people because I was 1945, 46. I don't care. I don't care. They were Oklahoma A&M. There's a culture of yeah. basketball there. Eddie Sutton, I mean, he took him to a Final Four. That's what I find most surprising is the crowds at Oklahoma State, maybe they're ticking back up, have been horrendous. Yeah. For a long time. Horrendous with a culture of basketball. Yeah. Look, when, guys. When KU was there, I bet there were 4,000 empty seats in that place. Oh, my goodness. I You can say what you want about K-State basketball. It's 9 and 18 right now. 9 and 19? 18. 18. 18. I can't read. Um, I thought the crowd on Saturday was respectable for was, a team that has nine wins yeah. at this point of the season. Pretty good, really. So a tip of the hat to the students and the alumni for showing up in respectable numbers. I would not blame you for finding something better to do on a 50-degree Saturday afternoon. That's the other thing. It was pretty nice weather, really, all things considered. For and this first. coming Saturday, when basketball is done, you can go across the lot and watch baseball at TFS. Oh, that's right. How did baseball end up doing this weekend? Um, went one and two down in Corpus Christi. Beat last, Missouri. That's always nice. Beat Mizzou and then lost to Corpus Christi. Had one bad inning and then yesterday let a no hitter go in the ninth and lost two to one. That's very Royals of them, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah the Thursday game got canceled. It's getting great pitch. They're getting great pitching for the most part right now. They're, the offense has got, oh. got some work to do. That'll, that'll come along. It's easier to throw inside than hit. College baseball kind of cracks me up because of the scheduling. It's like the only sport where a team like K-State would just volunteer to play its first 15 games on the road. I know. It's so Say, strange. Let's do it. So strange. I mean, I understand why, but like Bruce is the complete opposite way. By no means are we leaving Manhattan. A couple teams last year that came to Manhattan for baseball, I think, played their first 18 to 22 games on the road. Really? Yeah. If you're tucked away in the Northeast, you hardly ever get to play at home. Yeah. Or in the north, like in North Dakota State or somebody. One final topic before we close up shop for this week. Wait, is the rant done? Well, I mean, I, I, am I going to get to finish just saying that oh, I, I am proud that, that we've that we've done so well? Yeah. I know you guys would have done well, too, Fitz, if you could remember to actually enter stuff. I know. I know. It's, it's, a, so. it's a, like yeah, I never win the lottery when I don't. Play. Honorary mention. Yeah. So. Okay, you're done. Uh, K-State, Wichita State. Should this happen? And what what would be... The ideal way for this to happen. Now both sides are saying we want it to happen, but it doesn't happen. I have a feeling you're on the same track as me as how you're thinking of doing this, but I want to hear it. We're on the same track? I'm almost positive that he's going to say what I'm thinking he's going to say. Well, I think at the very least should be a home-and-home, but I would play at least one game in Kansas City. And, damn it, I would play a game in interest as long as the tickets were 50-50. Yeah, no, they're doing exactly what, like, KU and Mizzou are going to do with them restarting their basketball thing. Right. Yeah. Now, I know interest is in their backyard, but there's a bucket load of K-State fans in Wichita and the surrounding areas. Don't use that as an excuse. Wichita State fan base is pretty limited to the Wichita area. I mean, it's there's a lot of fans there that are just fans because they're good. Or they're, yeah. they're money people in Wichita, and this is the thing. This is their team. Wait, this has. Are you saying they're not driving from St. Francis to Wichita to watch the Shockers? Bingo. Okay. There aren't Wichita State fans in Lawrence and Manhattan. Not many. Not many. Wait, yeah, no, no, go on. Play, just play. The the old arguments that they have nothing to gain by playing Wichita State are they're gone. They, you have plenty to gain by playing Wichita State. They are a national program at this point, and as much as K State fans don't want to admit it. That program's on equal footing of Kansas State right now. And sure. in some seasons, better. Like this one. I mean, I, I just don't see the reason not to, other than you're scared to lose in-state. And I'll say this. There's a lot of good players that come out of Wichita. Go down there and win. Man up, man. Let's go play. Let's just get this done. Let's sign the contracts. Matt, you and I, let's go sign the contracts. Should always play. I said do home and home and then go in trust and sprint. I'm with you, man. Yep. And just rotate that. There's no – that's the only reason that you can go back 15 years, whatever. I mean, I remember when the big show came into Bramlage Coliseum, Paul White, for those of you who – I know who he is. Okay. Man, that was so good. He was the giant when it was WCW. The big show, yeah. But you should play every year. Biggest human being I've ever seen. Uh, Yeah. But it seems like it's Wichita State's fault at this point, not K State's. Not according to their AD. Well, they're the well. Yeah, he's going to come out and say that. Yep. But he's also the one who turned down an offer to start a home and home series last year. I know. Which I mean, it, honestly, if you're 
the onus is on Wichita State to accept the deal under less than ideal circumstances, if you ask me. I mean, I, there's I nobody. There are some people like us who want to see it just because it'd be a good game, but I don't see people out on the streets just telling each other, be, man, we should really play Wichita State. Be easy on the travel budget, happen. too. Oh. I, I would just like it because, yeah, it's it, it would be an entertaining game but every year. And if even if Kellis gets to fly down there, like <laughs> I, I would drive. Um, yeah, and it'd be. <laughs> I'm it'd be, sorry, you don't have to do that. Trip. Hold on, you flew to Dallas and then to Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, it'd be it'd be good games, easy trips. Or, I mean, I'd be in favor if if neither team wanted to do it at the others. Just do it like you said. Do it in interest. Make sure the tickets are fifty fifty. That'd be cool too. I don't really like it in Sprint Center, though. Why, why are you moving a game to Missouri? Get out of here with that. Hmm. I never think of Sprint Center. I don't think – I don't know. If I had my druthers, it would be home and home, and you wouldn't mess with interest in Coke or interest in Sprint. I, Same here. I do home and home. Just play home and home. Just do it. Or two out of three. Though there are a lot of teams I wish K-State could play. It just never seems to happen. But I don't buy the excuse, why do you want to play them? There's nothing to gain. Then why the hell did you schedule Tulsa? Yeah, it's the same conference. Yeah, there's something to gain. RPI. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just do Better it. Better than Arkansas Pine Bluff. Gene Taylor, I know you're listening because, God, I don't know what else you'd be doing. Um, I just, have a lot better things to say about Gene Taylor than I do about Mike Holder. I'm I know that Holden. that's what he really cares I'm sick about. With Holden. He's got the wrong name. <laughs> Gene Taylor, I, I hope send he the tweet. His name. Send <laughs> the tweet. Tweet their AD. Let's do this. Home and home. Let's sign it. Let's go. Four years, not just yeah. two. Where do, you wanna, where do you want this to go first? Let's meet in Florence at the roundabout and get it signed. Oh, where America goes to pee, Florence, Kansas. Guys, we should have known that K-State's season was doomed after they beat Tulsa because they, you know, when they lose to Tulsa's the last two seasons when they've had good years. But <laughs> when they beat Tulsa, so they said, yep, It's hard to deny done. the logic. It's it hard is. to deny it. And on that note, we're done. This has been the Insiders Podcast, sponsored by Commerce Bank. We'll be back next week, and I'm sure after playing Baylor in Kansas, there will be a lot of really uplifting topics. <laughs> You've been listening to the PowerCat Insiders Podcast, presented by Commerce Bank. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not going to survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.